Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. We have a very special guest today on Too Old for TikTok, episode 72. It is my brother, Harrison Greenbaum. He's a renowned comedian and magician, and I told him to get on TikTok when it, TikTok first started, and I fell in love with it, and he was very resistant. <laughs> but we're going to talk to him today because he's found maybe a love-hate relationship, I think. <laughs> and he has a huge following. How many followers do you have now? Uh, I'm closing down to 40,000. 40,000 followers. And he just started. He's been on the Conan O'Brien show. He's been on America's Got Talent. And he's very talented. And I'm a big fan. And Melissa's a big fan as well. Huge fan. Melissa knew of Harrison before I even knew of Melissa. I saw Harrison Greenbaum on a YouTube comedy weird binge I did in high school because I was like a self-proclaimed comedy nerd. And I saw this guy from Harvard doing a stand-up show on YouTube somewhere. And of course, I was like, oh my God, love it. Hilarious. I mean, who doesn't love a Jewish comedian who goes to Harvard, right? So big fan of Harrison, always have been. His content's amazing. We're super excited to have you on the show. Yes, we are. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. So I'm excited. Thank you for being here. You ran a marathon yesterday. Have you told uh, them that you... It wasn't yesterday. It was Sunday, but... Well, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. whenever you're listening to this, it might have been a while ago, but yeah. not... 48 hours ago, even, you ran, ran a full day. marathon. I'm very tired. I'm still <laughs> very hungry. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I told you this, but my the joke that I came up with about the marathon was that if... Our grandparents could survive Auschwitz. I can survive 26.2 miles. You know what I do? I have a joke now in my act where I make a joke about being so desperate to find an apartment that when I visited Anne Frank's house, I was like, I'll take it. Oh my God. I mean, the roommates are quiet. You wouldn't even know they were there. The dream. But then after that joke, when you, you can follow up with I go, like, my grandmother survived the Holocaust. And I asked her, is it okay if I make jokes about it? And she was like, what? And I was like, perfect. <laughs> I appreciate the support. <laughs> now, years later, I, you, we had to know that by inviting Harrison on the podcast, immediately there'd be a hot Holocaust joke. Right that Dina yeah. is just always hitting us with the Holocaust jokes. Yeah. Now welcome the brother. And That's here right. we are, yeah. not even at the five minute mark. All right, so let's, let's get it. Our podcast is about TikTok, yes. not the Holocaust. Let's get into TikTok. Um, so, Harrison, can you tell us your TikTok journey? So, like, when you first downloaded the app sure. and to when you started posting content? I think it was during the uh, the pandemic. You were very obsessed with TikTok. And so I downloaded the app. And my fiance Emily, also got into it. She, like, enjoyed being on TikTok. Yeah. So I was hearing it from both sides because basically our pod was us three. Yeah. Uh, so I downloaded the app and I like kind of flipped through. I saw a lot of dances and I was like, and young, and it's young people. And I was like, yeah. cause if you're too old for TikTok, I'm older than you. So then I, I 18 months, yeah. Yeah. 17, yeah. 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> you made me a month older. Yeah. Um, so I, and also I, there being a comedian that came up, like, I remember when I had a YouTube channel. But when it was like, people were like, oh my God, you have a YouTube channel? Like, anybody can sign up for it. But like, I got grandfathered into 
I have YouTube.com slash Harrison Greenbaum. Oh, wow. Now you need to have like a certain amount of subscribers to even apply for like a custom domain. Uh-huh. But like I got like, I was one of the first people on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. So I like, I think I've been on Twitter now 13 or 14 years. Cool. So like I was early, always an early adopter. So I did yeah. YouTube, yeah. I did Twitter, Facebook, obviously. I was, because I was at Harvard, I was one of the first, I was the first person pre-college to be on, on Twitter. On, uh, on, on Facebook. Twitter. What is Twitter? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, um, I, I remember you coming into my room when I was still in high school and you got into Harvard and you said, look at this Facebook thing. Yeah. And, and you were thought you were really cool because I couldn't be on Yes, it. exactly. And you're like, ha ha, like I'm yeah. on Facebook and you can't even get yeah, on Yeah, and it. it took years before you were allowed to be on like, it. It took like two years until I had a college ID. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was yeah. only Harvard, then it was Harvard, Yale, and then it's, they kept expanding it's, and expanding. Yeah, it's the metaverse. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I always, I've always been early on the things. Yeah. But like, now comedy, it feels like, because the reason I've been comedian is to go on stage in front of people and make them laugh and tell jokes. And so it feels like a lot of my job now is taking what I, my art and making it into content for a ton of faceless corporations that are making billions of dollars, about trillions of dollars off of it. Mm-hmm. So when TikTok came along, I was like, oh no, not another one. Not another, uh, yet another site that I have to change, like change my workflow and start, because Every website has its own rules. Yeah. Um, every app has its own rules for how long the content should mm-hmm. be. And with TikTok, you had to caption it, which was like, which I understand why you have to do it, but that is a, so much extra work than just editing a video. Because YouTube, yeah. it was like, you would just throw it up there and you could throw up long form content yeah. too. You didn't really have to dice it up that much. This was like, oh my God, now I have to like really edit and I have to sit there and type out word for word and like make sure it times out. And now, now the tools have gotten better even in a short span yeah. where like Adobe Premiere like instantly does your captions basically. And TikTok, you can auto-generate. TikTok has the auto-generate. Yeah, where you used to not be able to. Yeah, yeah so that, that's definitely made things easier. But yeah, when you guys were both talking about it initially, I was like, no, 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 <laughs> not another one. And yeah, and I'm still not 100% convinced all the numbers on TikTok are real. Yeah. Like you I disagree about if that. I was going to make it, if I was an evil genius trying to create an app, I would make it so that anybody who puts X number of videos on, yeah. I would always show their videos to a ton of people. If I made everybody feel famous, they would prefer my app to everyone else. Right. You're going to always prefer right. the platform that you have the biggest audience on. Right. Yeah. So like, it seems to me based on other comedians where you have a lot of people that have a million followers on TikTok and a thousand on Instagram. Right. And that seems like there's a discrepancy there. It, you, there should be more some people should push over. Uh, and then we were also talking about at early in the pandemic, like if I'm going to put all my effort into another social media thing with YouTube, I, I get ad revenue. It's very limited, uh, but I, you can make money from it. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is very easy to sell tickets right. to your show. TikTok felt really hard because you're, they're not necessarily going to your feed and, and following you day to day. It's mm-hmm. popping up in their feed once. And they're like, okay, that was fun. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, so figure out how to trans translate that into ticket sales, which is what, which is what, like, I, as a working comedian, my goal yeah. is to build my audience. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. I'm like, if the audience is all 13-year-old girls, they can't pay to, they can't come to a comedy club. Right. Uh, they can't even get in because they're where I work is serving alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that was the other, that was my other hurdle was figuring out is the TikTok audience somebody who can even buy tickets. Now I realize that, yes, it's yeah. a wide audience. So but initially it felt like it was very, very young people that might not be even legally allowed to come see me. So initially you felt too old for TikTok. I felt absolutely too old for yeah. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I would get to a point where I rolled my eyes at a new app and was like, no. 
Because every app, I was like, I'm the first one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Meerkat, Periscope, Vine. Mm-hmm. Those all. And that was the other thing because it was Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all those are still around and still a big deal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was throwing my energy into things like Vines and yeah, Periscopes and, and Meerkat, and they disappeared. And right. so not only did I have to do all this energy, but it resulted in, in nothing. So that was my other fear was like, is TikTok here to stay? Because if it goes the way of Meerkat or Periscope, I really, I can't, I can't do another one. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's a really good point. So what kind of content are you posting to TikTok now? So I've been pretty, at the beginning, I like hired somebody to help me. Mm. Uh, Somebody uh, who's been on your podcast, Hunter. Hunter. We love Hunter. Hunter's amazing. He's incredible. And I was like, can you, can can you help me? Because he was already doing really well on TikTok. Yeah. So I was like, you speak TikTok. I don't yet. So maybe you can help me. It's like hiring a spam tutor. (laughs) Yes. Uh, you speak it's the language. Own language. It, we always talk 100%. about TikTok yeah. as its own language, its own culture. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not immersed in the country yet, so yeah. I need a tutor. Yep. Um, so he was really helpful. Um, but then I sort of found, like, what was my first video that, like, took off? I think I put a stand-up joke. Maybe it was, I think it was, there was a video that got, like, 60,000 or 70,000 really? really fast. Mm-hmm. And then a couple just started, like, exploding. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to develop sort of a design language of, like, the cover that like says what the joke is, right. which is something I learned way back in the day from College Humor when they were trying to go viral on like YouTube. Oh, wow, yeah. Was you kind of have to say, tell them what the joke is and let the surprise be other punchlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if the, if the video is, what if 24, ha- the TV show 24 happened in the 1990s? Mm-hmm. You know that he's going to have to deal with AOL. He's going to have to deal with a beeper. So you kind of yeah. know what you're getting to a degree. Right. And there's still a surprise of how it's executed. Mm-hmm. So like Texas is bad at laws is a good title because you're like, you know that you know who my target is and yes. what I'm going to be talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. So I came up with that, and I've been pretty adamant about like putting up bits mm-hmm. and and crowd work, but like things that if you saw me live, you're getting me. Like it's not. There's a lot of comedians on TikTok who their TikTok is not who they are on stage. Like it's not stand up. Right. So like you, they can be the funniest TikToker, but they're making like sketches, or yeah. they're making prank videos, or they're making whatever they're making. It's not actual stand up. Right. Or what, what, what you're paying to see them do. Right. So I wanted you to be like, I'm a fan of this and I just want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So that's been sort of the choice. I don't know if it's getting, it's working-ish, who knows. It's a really interesting concept because you've gotten people in your comments saying, is this really you? Or are you just, or is this someone like posting videos of you doing stuff? That was super weird. Like yeah. I had nobody watching my videos at the beginning. Right. Like they were getting maybe a thousand views. Right. And the first question in my Q&A was, is this really Harrison or is this a right. fan account? And I was like, I'm flattered you think I have a fan account, <laughs> right, right. but it absolutely is me. So I made a little video being like, no, no, it's me. I'm doing right, this. Because right, yeah. right. uh, I was supposed to, oh, that was the first one that hit was my AGT video. I just, oh, yeah. It was I you took and America's Got Talent. Yeah. And I had a feeling. I was like, me, like, because that was the moment that really popped from the show. I get it. People think I'm gay because uh, every single thing about me. It's weird when you're not gay, but people think you're gay. People will argue with you about you, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, right? Same boat. They don't do that with their other preferences. I've never been at a deli. They're just like, hey, do you want cucumber? I'm like, nah. They're like, "Mm, you want cucumber? You look and sound like you love cucumber. No, I don't. We're going to put it on your sandwich. You're lying to yourself. 
So I was like, I, I can make that a TikTok. That was the most editing I had to do. Yeah. Because I had to, because it kept cutting and I wanted to keep myself centered. Now I know how to use like the, the auto reframing and stuff. So I'm a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah. But back then I, I just did it by hand. Like I, I every time the camera cut, I put a cut in the video oh, oh my goodness. so that I could recenter it every yeah. time it cut yeah. uh, to whoever it needed to be on. Uh, and then the caption was mo- basically by hand at that point. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's worth it though. You have uh, over a million views on that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that one's really high up there. And my then there was a video that I had on YouTube that did really well years ago, which is me interacting with the oh, sign language lady interpreter. Oh, that one. Yes. Oh, that's which is at two point three or two point four million views. It. It's yeah. like insane. Yeah. Uh, Can you explain that one to people? Sure. So I, I was doing a benefit for the Center for the Hearing Impaired, yeah. which is a real organization, uh, and they told me you're gonna have a sign language lady interpret. Like uh, there would be an interpreter. Uh, who's doing hand signs and uh, doing sign language, American Sign Language. But also behind you, there's going to be like somebody typing it out, like court stenographer. So like, we're going to make sure everybody can enjoy your stand-up whether they, for whatever level of hearing they have. So we met with the uh, the sign language interpreters and, you know, we got to ask them like, yeah. what are your limits? What is okay? And they literally were like, we love this show. It's our favorite show every year. Go as crazy as you want. Like, that's why we're here. Like, we understand what we're signing up for. This is a stand-up comedy show. Don't worry about being dirty. Don't worry. Like, go for it. That's what we're here. We're here to support you on the show. So I, knowing that, uh, I thought it would be very funny to do a bit where um, I pretend I'm still t- saying jokes, but the sign language lady is going rogue. And so I'm saying, hey, uh, if you're listening to the guy, he's just doing a cute joke about puppies. But I want you to know, as the sign language interpreter, I want to fuck the comedian. <laughs> I want to throw him down and ride him like really? the Jewish stallion that yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, Good bit. Oh, she's designed everything. That's the best. What if I just said things like, hey, this is the sign language that you speaking out wrong right now? No, I don't know. You think it's the comedian forcing me to sign this, but I know. He's telling a really funny joke right now about puppies. So pay attention to him. You're seeing a joke about puppies. But I just want to take a moment to say how much I truly want to have sex with a comedian on stage. Man, I just want to take him and throw him down and ride him. I want to ride him like the Jewish stallion he is. He's going to ride him all night. Oh, man. He doesn't even know I'm saying this right now. He's just talking about puppies and the difference between puppies and kittens. Fifty Shades of Grey fantasies, where I just rip his clothing off, shove him against the wall, and just do it in front of all three hundred of you. Oh yeah! I'm just thinking about it. I can't wait to fuck this guy. He's so attractive and incredible looking. He's the greatest looking man I've ever seen. So the difference between dogs and cats. It's super fun. Yeah. She's uh, an alumnus from Lawrence High School. She went to oh, our really? high school. Oh, really? Yeah, that. she's messaged me a couple times. She's amazing. Because now she's super viral. Yeah, so every time yeah. I upload it to a new service, it goes viral. So she keeps me. And I also yeah. wanted to make sure, and that's why it's the greatest sign language interpreter ever. Like, yeah. this yeah. is very much a celebration of her yeah, and her I, talent. I like, yeah. So I, I'm hoping for her, it's like a super positive surprise of like, this is amazing. Everybody thinks I'm the greatest sign language interpreter. Right, right. And she, her, it was amazing. Like, if you watch her sign, she's like, she's the throwdown yeah. is a throwdown chapter. <laughs> yeah. She was like a beard, which is weird. That is the sign, the sign language sign is just like, blow your beard. Oh. 
which it should be more like this yeah. or like no because <laughs> uh, christianity i think is okay uh-huh. uh, like it's a sign just that basically is like good oh and jews God. are just like stroking our beards Weird. Wow. <laughs> that yeah is that is the actual like official side yeah um so that video i knew had a good potential because it had gone viral on youtube years ago so i cut it up and reformatted it and and thank god we were the angle that we took we were we could be side by side in the vertical framing if we had done it if we had filmed it if i filmed it better like straight on we would not have fit on the same screen and the whole bit would have been ruined so thank god i filmed it from the side weirdly because we both were on on camera the whole time which was very lucky yeah well, it's so fascinating because we've spoken about this too. Like there's been a lot of stuff on TikTok that people are like, oh, I remember seeing this on YouTube. I remember this from Vine. It went viral. So, and I'm curious talking to you because you're saying like you've put the same clip, you've done it live and then right. you've done it on, you've had it on YouTube, you've had it on Instagram, you've had it on all these different, now TikTok. So what are you noticing is the difference between the platforms and like the way that the audience engages with it? Like, what are you noticing the nuances between all of them? Well, one funny thing I've noticed, uh, and I talk explicitly about this with other comedians who are on TikTok, is you, if you see a live stand-up comedy performance, you'll notice every comedian introducing their joke explicitly. So normally if I was doing a joke uh, mm-hmm. about being a New Yorker, the first time I say, I'd say I'm a New Yorker and I do my joke. And then the next joke I would say we, or mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't say the word New Yorker again because you know I'm talking about being a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. But if I clip out each joke individually, if I don't say New Yorker again, yeah. that bit doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So comedians are losing their transitions. Instead of having yeah. subtle transitions yeah. between jokes, yeah. they're introducing each joke like it's its own separate piece mm-hmm. so that they can chop it up into TikToks. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like the joke. You know, all these comedians will joke about like filming a set so that they can cut it up into their 30 seconds. Because uh, we're not on stage for 30 seconds. We're doing a 10, 15 minute set. And my job usually is to create the shape. Like I wanted to have like a flow and callbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, in for the TikTok, you can't call back to a joke that is not in that TikTok. Right. Wow. So it definitely it actually affects a little bit your art depending on what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's that ratio of like how much crowd work do I release versus bits? Because mm-hmm. it takes me months and months, if not years sometimes to feel very satisfied with a bit mm. so what so it's it's years of work that you're seeing every time i upload a bit yeah. uh or at least months let's say months something like the lightning roy joke is uh, like more measurable in years than months uh-huh. um so i i can't burn there's only so much i could burn through before i just will literally have to spend another couple of years developing jokes so trying to space out new material um putting those crowd work bits in so that those are those aren't repeatable anyway they're not going to get burned. So when you do see me live, I don't really just see all of my TikToks in a new order. Yeah. So there was like, that's will be realizing, I was like, wait a second, I have all this content on my YouTube that I can repurpose and see if it'll have a new life on TikTok. Uh, not everything. And they, they've got to be sort of short and punchy and have that cover. I think that like, okay, the sign language, this is going to be a bit, the sign language lady is doing something really awesome. Yeah. So that's like very readable. Mm. Um, so, but like this, the length, the length for stand-up is actually pretty good on TikTok. Yeah. Like, Twitter was frustrating because you had to be a one-liner comedian. Like, right. you had to be very short. And I'm not, like, a one-liner. I'm, like, a two- to three-liner. Mm-hmm. But TikTok gives you, like, a minute or two, and that's, like, just enough to get a really good joke in and some tags. Yeah. So it's a nice it's a nice length of time. Uh, and people will just flip through it, which is kind of cool. So you just you got to grab them and then keep them to the end. And it could be three minutes, actually. Yeah. What length of time videos do the best for you? 
it depends because the the sign language lady one is the, the one that did the best for sure and is one of my longest videos mm -hmm. so people stayed to the end because they were in it right, right right and i was worried i would lose them at the beginning because like setting up that bit takes a second mm -hmm. So that's always the worry. Mm -hmm. um, but like when in doubt, I try to keep it short. Like sometimes the last laugh of a joke, I, I have a tendency to want to ha get to the end of that laugh and then right before the next joke, cut it. And I'll actually cut it shorter than that because I want it to loop to the next one. Right. Because that algorithm is absolutely make, is measuring how far they got into the video. And so if they flip to the next video because the la they know the joke is over and the laugh is still going, I, I, I'm worried that that, I don't know. I don't know if I have any concrete proof that that's a thing. You're working the algorithm. But I'm trying yeah, to work it a exactly. little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing, one way to work the algorithm is comments, which I always said, you just need to try to get people to comment. And one of your really popular videos is about Uber. Every app does that though. They get rid of the old stuff. They give it back to us like they invented it, right? Like we had Uber, Uber was fine. Uber pool, that was cheaper. Via shuttles were like 10 people. They're just slowly reintroducing the bus. <laughs> That's the bus. That's the next update. They're like, yeah, if you need a ride, you don't even need your phone anymore. You just wait on one of several predetermined Uber stops. Yeah, and then the special Uber comes. We redesigned the Uber. We made it longer. Yeah, like an Uber Uber. That's what we're going to call it. And if that's successful, we're going to put it underground. An underground Uber Uber. Even longer. An Uber Uber Uber. Then after that, the sky. And I looked at the comments of that video, and it's because everyone knows Uber and everyone has something to say about it. Exactly. So, and you you've been really good at responding to comments too. But that that's fun for me. Oh, that's fun. that one's yeah. easy because it's like I just go through the comments yeah. and I like what is something funny I can say to this person. So they say something really nice, like you're my favorite comedian. I'll just be like you're my favorite commenter. Aww. So there's yeah. that fun. Yeah. I try to avoid any like drama. Like once in a while, yeah. somebody will say something weird, and you're like what? Like yeah, my pro-choice versus pro-life bit, I knew was going to be, there's going to be fights in the comments. Yeah, the one that was the um, most controversial, it has like 60 or 70,000 views, huh. was I was doing a show at Broadway Comedy Club. It's the one where the guy's on his laptop oh, yeah, during yeah, yeah. the show. Right. You called him out. Yeah. I'm the yeah. first comic on the show. So the host gets to go up. And I thought at some point a waiter was going to be like, hey, buddy, you can't work on your laptop in a dark room. So he's lit up. Right. It's super bright and distracting. And he's typing on his computer, just doing work not looking at the stage he's yes. watching it like a netflix yes. show yes. like we're like and like one of those like bravo reality shows you have on in the background while you work right. except this is a live show yes. so i set my camera up being like because the host never mentioned it i was like i'm gonna have to deal with this so let me set up the exact like I, I make sure that i can get a TikTok out of it if the interaction is interesting if not mm. no one will ever have to see it but let me at least set up the camera so i have a shot at it uh, and I did five minutes of solid jokes because, like, one of the things I've learned over the years is if you go right at somebody, they're like, who are you? Yeah. But after five or six minutes, like, he's a comedian that I like, so I trust him, and I'm on his yeah, side. Him over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I put it up, thinking everyone would be like, can you believe this asshole? And most people just didn't get that this was, like, a very small sliver of a 25-minute set. They were like, just do jokes. They're like, I was doing jokes. <laughs> right. Like, some people don't. There's another comic, Jessica Kirsten, who's so good, and she mostly crowd work mm -hmm. and she was on twitter recently where somebody was like uh you know real comedians do bits and she's like so do yeah, i but why right. am I, I i'm not burning them on twitter and tiktok right. so some people just don't understand what's happening like they don't get that like mm -hmm. we're just uploading the one the one minute during a 20 minute set where i'm right. having this interaction that i probably won't have again so that's that's interesting is that there was definitely a lot of people in the comments who took the laptop guy's side they're like why can't i just why can't you just do, yeah. just do your jokes so shut up and do your jokes basically right. and i was like 
oh, I don't think you understand at all how this works. This is unbelievably rude what this guy is doing. And everybody else is upset. And I'm actually trying to save the show. So it was, that was weird. I was like, okay, some of the TikTok audience has not been to a comedy show or understands what is actually happening in this clip. But also, because you fed the comment section, the fighting, that video has how many That views? video went to like 60 or 70,000, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, there's definitely some yeah. TikTokers who like their whole thing is they don't care if you love it or hate it. They just want views. Right. I actually just want, I, I just want you to love it. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't, yeah no I almost took that video yeah. down and I was like, you know what? No. Like, yeah. every comedian that I knew that saw it was like, obviously on my side. Of course. Could not believe yeah. that that had happened. Right. Like, right. that is such a, a weird, what a weird thing. Yeah. But that's also very classic TikTok culture yes. that there's always going to be people defending somebody. Like there's yeah. been jokes about like somebody yeah. killed a fly in a TikTok and there were like people coming to support the flies in yeah, the comments. Yeah. Like you shouldn't this have killed this fly. fly. Yeah. Like, so there's always going to be something. It's just funny because it is like the TikTok audience, the younger generation. And I've mentioned this too. It's like they don't know professional performers in a way yeah. like like th we used to have like professional actors professional comedians like it was a profession you did and then you were a celebrity on the side whereas tiktokers they're like they're just celebrities yeah. and they don't really have a profession associated with that they're not singers or actors they're, this is just what they do is they're a personality on tiktok and yeah. so it is it's like there's a disconnect and even when you said somebody was like is this a fan page? Is this really you? Like, right. I think it's like, they don't, it's hard for them to even think on TikTok that you would be showing your profession as a performer rather than just like your talking into the camera. Yeah. yeah. Being yourself on TikTok. Like right. there's a weird disconnect between the fact that like you do this for a living and right. you're like doing it in real life. Not just yeah. And then there's the opposite where like people yeah. get really famous on TikTok, yeah. go into the comedy clubs and they're like, I have a million followers. I'm very funny. Right. And then they go on a stand-up is, is not nope. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Being a stand-up comedian is its own art form. So right. like, mm -hmm. and I get it. Like if you're an agent or manager and your client is super funny, like one of the ways to monetize it, because TikTok is not always the most monetizable, is yeah. to sell it, put them in a theater and sell tickets. Right. Um, and you get those calls where like, normally an opening act, you'd be like 50, there's a, you know, uh, there's an opener, a middle or feature and a headliner. The headliner does 45 to an hour. The middle does about 20 to 30 at most. And the, the opener or MC will do like 10 to 15. And you, you can tell what, what's going on when they have like multiple features. Like the headliner is doing 20 minutes at the end. And so they're booking a lot of comics to pad the show. Because they're like, just give them 20 minutes at the end. Because that's, that's a safer bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we want to know what is on your For You page. What are you seeing on there? <laughs> it got super, like Emily and I have very similar interests. My fiance, uh, I don't know why I looked at you, you know who my fiance is. I, yeah, um, I, but I know who Emily is. Out there. Is. Yeah, you know who Emily is. <laughs> um, our For Yous are so different and yet we have like basically the same interests. Yeah. Really? Um, I have Disney TikTok somehow took over. There's a lot you of- mean somehow? You like have a Mickey collection. I mean, yeah. That's not But I'm surprise. surprised that the- like the sheer ratio of you're an adult Disney adult Disney oh, TikTok. Oh, that's a very specific, specific niche. Yeah, <laughs> that that is there. Yeah. Love crafts. Oh, crafting! That's a surprise. Like yeah. people making stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. love that's, it. That's good. Three D printing people. Oh, I don't oh, get any Very of that. good stuff. Yeah. Um, all the musical Broadway stuff. I'm that Broadway filtered in. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Who, what else comes up on my feed? Do you get other comedians? 
Not super often. The only people I get are my friends. Like I follow my friends. So they come up. But it's very rare that I get a random comedian, which is, I guess, because it's not based on the content I'm uploading. It's based on the content I'm viewing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not viewing that many stand-ups, other comedians. Like right. my standups are my friends. I see them live. So I, right. I'm just seeing their set anyway. I like that, though, because I feel like TikTok should be a weird outlet where you're exploring new interests yeah. or yeah. seeing things you wouldn't normally see. Like, yeah, it's, it's fun for it to be something different. Are you you're also super into magic. Yeah. Are you I, in the magic community? On magic TikTok? TikTok is, I've only dipped my toe in it. And a lot of magic TikTok is terrible. Really? Because the best way to get views is to like expose the trick. There's a lot of people getting millions of views Ooh, by just yeah, exposing the trick or showing how the trick works. And that just feels like the laziest possible way to build an audience as a magician. It's like, yes, people are naturally interested in how the tricks work. But like, just make good trick, like make good content using your skill of magic instead of revealing a trick that you did not even invent, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just buying a trick. They had no part in the invention of that trick. So they're exposing somebody else's work. So it may, that makes no sense to me. Um, and then there's also just a lot of magicians on TikTok where they go to the magic store. It's very clear if you go through their feed, they went to the magic store and they just keep buying. There's a certain kind of trick that you can just buy and learn pretty quickly and looks visually very good. Like mm-hmm. if you go on magic websites, they sell tricks for social media. They're tricks that look really good if you do them straight to camera and they're very fast and flashy. But when I'm performing for you, you guys are all, both on different sides of me right now. Right. Uh, and if I'm on stage, that's a whole other thing. But like there's some Instagram tricks and some TikTok tricks that just live don't hold up. But if the camera is a little bit blurry, the lighting is just right. Oh, yeah. And I'm only doing it to camera look like miracles. Wow. So that's really, there's a whole category of social media magic that, these people are just going to magic stores, plugging on their credit card, being given a bunch of stuff. There's no art in that. It's very robotic. I would like to say while we're on the topic of magic that the favorite part of my childhood was when I performed a magic trick for you. Yes. And you couldn't figure it out. And it yes. was the highlight of really my life. Like I still talk to you, I talk about it to this day. And I was literally just counting cards. And you <laughs> didn't believe that I was just counting cards. And dad was in on it. And mom was in on it. And we were like, yes, we got them. And you were so upset that I yeah. performed a trick. Well, it's because I was overthinking yeah. it. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like it's, that's one of the ways, like, if I'm trying to fool another magician or like a magic invention or something, really? usually I use the dumbest method. Not that your yeah. method was dumb, but like, oh, well, I, I, I would go out of the way and use what is he just the, requires too much effort to be actually worth it. So they immediately go, there's no way he's doing that. That would require years of practice, but that is the method. (laughs) So like that, that was one of those things where it was so simple that I was like, there's no way that's what, what it is. I got you. It was, I got you. But it's great. Like I love being fooled. We actually, Melissa and I, when we were in Vegas, we happened to be in Vegas the same time as you. And we saw you on Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Yes. And then I was, I, you did really great. And then they didn't put you in the show. And I don't know why they did that. Yeah, that was upsetting. Yes. You were great. No, you were great. Oh, thank you. Uh, but Although I, I joke about it because I've been eliminated from everybody's, all of your favorite reality shows, <laughs> I've been eliminated from. I'm very good at getting to like round two and then getting kicked off. Like I'll, have, I'll have one memorable clip. So that at least I get on the show. Like last time I'm standing, I made it to round two, but that norm thing, 
uh, is still kicking around. Yeah, Norm MacDonald really ripped you a new one. Oh, boy. And not, and not in real life. Like, when it Just when it got that. edited, that's what it looked like. Yeah. But in the, in the room, he was, I got so much applause that they had to restart three times. Mm-hmm. The audience wouldn't stop clapping. Uh, so they finally get to the judges. Roseanne is like, I love you. Gave me a standing ovation. Uh, I think Keenan Ivory Waynes was like, yeah, great writing. And then Norm went on this weird rant and people were just booing him. Yeah. And then, but they, you got the audience on your side. Right. So yeah. he's getting booed and then he said something and then I zinged him real hard. Like, and the audience exploded. Roseanne leapt to her feet. <laughs> and in the edit, he gets an applause break and then it just cuts to me making like a shrug, like, Aww. which is not even close to what happened. Um, so that that is one of the, the, rea- the reality of reality TV is not that real. But uh, I joke about Fool Us. I was like, that's not a, that's me just getting more efficient at getting eliminated. Like, not even being aired. It's so efficient. <laughs> and they didn't even need to air me to eliminate me. They eliminated me before the show even happened. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm very efficient. Yeah. Is there anything else about TikTok that we didn't cover that you want to cover? I mean, well, I, I'm curious. Well, definitely the whole time I was, like, in the last three to four weeks, as things were, like, taking off TikTok-wise, yeah, yeah. my only goal was to be on this podcast. Wow. The only, uh, I just yes. wanted the numbers to be reasonable yeah. enough yeah. that I would be asked to be on this podcast. Wow. And so every time a video went off, I was like, I might be able oh, to. We yeah, don't have I might be able to justify. Have, yeah. But you can't bring it. Like, if I only had a thousand people, there's no that's, story to tell. That's fine. A thousand, you know, there's still, <laughs> that's what they say about TikTok. Like, even yeah. if a hundred people watch your video, that's still a hundred people watching your video. Yeah. For someone who lives in Ohio or doesn't have a platform, like that's a community you're building, and that's the beautiful yeah. thing about TikTok. Like for you, it's your job, and I think that's why you were resistant too, because you felt yes. like you had to keep up. But like, yeah, and during us, the pandemic yeah. too, I like I'm really happy that the things that went viral were me doing stand up in front of a live audience. Yes. Yeah. During the pandemic, I was very resistant to just putting jokes out like to camera, because mm. um, that's not what the art is. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe maybe I would have blown up during the pandemic even more because there was, you know, there so was, who knows? Yeah, less competition. Earlier yeah. when I first joined, there was absolutely less competition yeah. because you could go viral very easily. I mean, the, for, I posted one viral video of mom getting up on a camel and I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is a great app. Like yeah. <laughs> anything can go viral. Yeah. It was, I mean, mom getting up on a camel was it's very funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's why I was like, like it just doesn't make sense for anyone who wants to build an audience not yeah. to be on TikTok because it's not easy. But if you learn it and you have, you know, the algorithm, yeah, you can. And whether the numbers, it. like, even if the numbers aren't real, or even yeah. if they're like goosing the numbers to keep you alive, like giving somebody a viral video on a platform right. is going to keep them like dedicated for life to that thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a brilliant plan on TikTok's part, yeah, uh, for TikTok to do, but like. The industry really likes those numbers. And right. so like if building a following that helps get me attention yeah, and have people, cause that's, that's the industry used to like to discover people. Now they're like, you can build the audience. And yep. now that you've proven yourself that we know you already have a fan base, we're happy to give you money and see what happens. So you right. need to prove that there are people willing to listen before you can get those bigger platforms. Right. That's what we were trying. And even bigger, I don't know. Is TV bigger than TikTok anymore? I don't know if it is. We always yeah. have this conversation. It's the opposite now. Like you want to yeah. be bigger on TikTok and not 
have a network studio exec telling you what to do because you could do whatever you want on TikTok creatively. Yeah. And 2.3 million is more than the average audience of like a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, and I also think personally, like, I am a more engaged and probably more quality viewer on TikTok than I am on other platforms, certainly on TV, which is Mm. very passive for me at this point. So, and, and it is so personalized that I will be like, I am obsessed with Harrison Greenbaum. Whereas like, if you were on a sitcom or something, like I would just watch the show, whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of people involved, like, but there's something super quality about having these viewers coming to your TikTok that like, it just, yeah, I don't know. It develops your own brand, right? That's the like keyword people yeah. use all the time. Like, <laughs> it's developing your personal brand in a way that I think is like way like TikTok just does it in a way that I haven't seen on any other platform, and in a way that like you can get exponential amount of views on something right. without there having to be like, oh, I follow you because you're Dina's brother, or people follow you because they saw you in a show one time, like. There doesn't have to be a reason. You could just show up on somebody's for you page right. one day. That's the, that's, that's the exciting thing. Like YouTube, it's really, you have to build your subscriber base. Yeah. Like you have to have people following your channel. Yeah. And that's the, so this way, every time you release a video, it's going out to all of these people. Um, TikTok, it does feel like they're going to randomly throw you in front of some people. And that's interesting. They'll throw you in front of some other random people. Yeah. So people you might never have gotten connected with are going to see your stuff, which is very cool. When, when you first became viral did you have an addiction did it really like oh it's a gambling right so here's here's i'll I'll just here's my secret is i was told that like releasing videos early in the morning is very helpful because people start to see it and like you have the whole day for the video to sort of build an audience Mm -hmm. as opposed to if you release it everyone's going home from work and nobody's that interested and then it can just die there so i but I don't want to wake up early just to post TikToks, which is what I was doing. Oh my gosh. And then I found out that there's a scheduler on TikTok.com on the desktop. So you can preload a video to to upload whenever you want it to. So I'll upload a video at three o'clock in the morning and then say, like, upload it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So I go to I upload my TikTok, I schedule it, I go on, I go to sleep. Yeah. And then when I wake up, you have a hundred notifications. I, I, sometimes I'll wake up plus. and I can tell like, oh shit, it like yeah. 10,000 people have seen it and it's only been up for an hour. So that's very exciting. But then you get addicted to it. So that when you wake up, if it doesn't happen, like I know you're upset. Like I, I, I my lightning Roy joke is a bit, was a very, was a lot of work right. and editing that video was insane. Right. And I was like, Emily only got 40,000 views in the which first day, so which is many. really good. Yeah. But I was literally depressed. Like I was disappointed in yeah. it because the other one, other one, when it goes to like a mil- like when it's a video exciting. really goes, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you can just see those numbers vision. ratchet up. It's, it's gambling. It's a slot machine. Well, I'm very proud. You really went to me begging you to get on TikTok. So now you have a severe addiction. To yes. <laughs> it's all your fault. Yes. I wish I had listened you, to you sooner. Thank you. Wow. That's the one time you said I was Oh my gosh. Nice yeah. podcast. We've got it's it. recorded forever. We've yes. got it on record. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me having to edit those videos every night is my marathon. Oh, yes. <laughs> it took a lot of training. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's very strenuous. No, it is no marathon. That is, that is the most exciting thing. Have uh, you talked about it? Have you mentioned that our father has played for 30 years, basically, at the marathon? But this is the first time his daughter ran I by him. I realized him, and it was mile three, so I was very happy at mile three. Mile three is a great mile. Yeah. Because it's very, <laughs> still very alive. happy still. Yeah. He's still alive and well. 
your toenails are still all on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I got to dance with him as he played the harmonica. And Mom was there, too, and then Melissa and Sam. It was just, the marathon is just the most supportive New York community feeling ever. People were screaming my name, who I didn't know. How did they know your name? It was on my T-shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not big of a TikTok. It's so because of this podcast. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, they know me from two old Does everybody have their name on their shirt? A lot of people do. Because oh, okay. it does, it gives you motivation. Oh. But I had, See, that's a hack I did not know, and I like that. Yeah, and just, I had, everyone really came out and cheered me on, made signs, and it was it was fun until I really felt ill, but <laughs> I still finished it. I was just very hungry. Yeah. 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 Well, That's we a were out of calories. Yeah. We were joking too because Dina was running super fast, I mean, but she still no. says her time wasn't great. But we realized in hindsight, and if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see she pretty much just stopped every few miles to like hug people, right. chat with people. Yeah. We right. had to so take videos for TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, my time was five hours and 50 minutes. I beat Al Roker. That's all. That was my goal. Yeah. The goal was just to crush Al Roker. Yeah. I mean, I love <laughs> Al, but I was like, I think I could do it faster than him. And I did. Yeah. You did. It was so slow. That's like, what is that, 13 minute mile? Yeah. yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There were definitely like elderly women blowing past me. <laughs> they were like, you weren't doing it to win. Oh, oh, I thought I won. <laughs> <laughs> what was the winning time? Like two hours. Holy moly. Yeah. See, that's like a six minute mile. Yeah. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Enough about the marathon. <laughs> um, thank you for being on Two Wolves for TikTok. Yeah. Anybody's listening, follow me at Harrison Comedy. Yeah. That's my on, TikTok. On every platform. TikTok. Yeah. All, across all. Well, yeah. the reason I'm Harrison Comedy is because I tried to join Twitter which was the first one that had an at sign. Oh, yeah. Because uh, my YouTube is slash Harrison Greenbaum. Then I joined Twitter, and they said Harrison Greenbaum was too long, which feels anti-Semitic, Twitter. Oh, yeah. No, it's, but it just, it, they wouldn't get, I think now I could have been that. But I, they didn't give me enough characters, so I had to be Harrison Comedy. Oh. And so then for every other platform since then, Harrison Comedy. Yeah, all well, really? Thank you so much. This was a wonderful episode 72. We Thank you, guys. It. Now yeah. I can close my TikTok. I, I've done what I set out to do. <laughs> and uh, it's all done now. Yes. <laughs> no, follow it. Yes. yes. Everybody follow Harrison. And thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will be posting clips from Harrison. We've already posted a few, actually, yeah, on, nice. on our Instagram because we're such huge fans. Um, but check out our Instagram at too old for TikTok pod. We'll be posting stuff there. You can also find our blog at too old for TikTok.com. And that's the number two and the number four. We'll be posting links <laughs> to all Harrison stuff there too. So you can get his YouTube, get the Twitter, all the stuff he was on day one. And, and buy TikTok. the merch. Emily, my fiance designed oh the, my God, the logo yeah. for the merch. The shirts are very cool. Yes. Yeah, thank you to Emily. We do. Really, we need really, to shout out a Emily. Big supporter of the podcast too. So yes. Emily out. designed our logo. This really, the Greenbaums are just the IPs um, <laughs> and everything. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank Harrison. you for doing this. I'm very honored. To, I think this is the first live where all guests and all two co-hosts are in the same yeah. space. Yeah. Oh, this feels perfect. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.